let's look in uh, chapter 16 of Revelation, beginning in verse 8. Would somebody read verse uh, 8 and 9 for me, please? And the fourth angel poured out of his veil unto the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blessed be the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory. Amen. So we see we're in the, in the midst, we're on the fourth vial here that's being poured out out of seven. So we're right in the middle of the pouring of the vials. Uh, we see in the, in the previous one where uh, the water was made likened to a dead man, the blood of a dead man. Uh, one was uh, made uh, likened to actual blood. And we had uh, three of these things that are poured out. And now we see that, uh, that the, when the fourth angel pours out his vial, it, it poured out upon the sun. Now the sun is very important to us. Amen? Amen. And, and it said, And power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. You know, when you think about what's been going on in the last several years, y'all, we all know what the Green New Deal, we all know about all this, we all know about global warming. And, you know, it's amazing how, how the world uses these things to try, because they, they actually believe that we can change the outcome of what's coming. And, and, but you know why? Because they're godless. They don't believe in God. They don't know the word of God. They don't know what's coming to this world because of God. And so they're trying to, it's not like the world's not aware of the things happening now. Not uh, that the world's not aware that, that the, the earth is warming or it's cold or, you know, and that's the thing about it is, you know, they talk about global warming and you look up north in the, in the wintertime and they, they're, they're iced in for weeks at a time because it, it's so cold up there. And, and so it's really no different than what it's been down through the centuries. Right. Now I made this remark before, at one time the continents were together and you could walk across to each continent and all of a sudden there was water. Did global warming cause that? Did it cause the ice glaciers to, to melt and move? If it was global warming, what caused it then? There was no industrialization. Matter of fact, this was before the men could even, even knew how to make shoes. <laughs> Think about it. And so we have seen a constant changing of the world. The world has begun changing ever since God spoke it into existence. Amen. He made it temporary. We don't like to hear that, do we? No, he didn't make it temporary. We can save it. No, we can't. Nothing's going to save this world. Nothing's going to save this planet except God himself. He's the only one that can do it. And he says, he's already said what he's going to do with it, and that's exactly what he's going to do. So they're finally going to get their wish. They're finally going to get global warming. And they're going to look back and say, we told them uh, 50, 100 years ago, if they just listened to us, this wouldn't happen and look at it. And they're going to really think that we did this to ourselves. But we didn't. God did it to the world. And it shows here that he poured out this fire and, and uh, the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. We're not talking about just excruciating heat. We're talking about it's actually going to burn people's skin. Y'all, have we seen it that hot before? <laughs> We've seen several days last year of 100 degree weather, remember? And boy, they're just pouring the cold and the global warming and the heat and all this stuff. We got places out in the deserts in the United States of America with a temperature of normal summer temperatures over 120 degrees. Amen? We, we see all of these things, but let me tell you what. What they're going to see during this file is nothing. What we see now is nothing compared to what that heat is going to be. To see, God not only controls the planet Earth, He controls the sun that revolves around. Amen? And when He tells it to scorch men, guess what? It's fixing to scorch men. We may see it on our telescopes. We may see pictures of the sun flares and stuff and, and the fire. You know, I saw a, a picture not too long ago on Google that showed an eruption uh, like a volcanic eruption on the sun. And it showed the fire, and it said that that spot was as big as the United States of America. It looked small in the sun. 
but it was something that big that erupted in the sun and it cast it out away from the sun. And it wasn't but fire. My goodness. Amen. God made it that way. So we could stay warm. To change the seasons, to, to make plant life live. And so we've, we've all seen these times of, of heat and distress and things, people just, just afraid all the time. But the heat here is much more severe. And it is not isolated to certain areas of the world. It is going to be a worldwide phenomenon. Now you know that, that people now, sometimes it's hot here and it's cold somewhere else. When this sun starts doing this, it's going to be hot everywhere. Amen. Now, I don't know if the polar ice caps are going to start melting. I don't know what's going to happen with all that stuff. Because it's not intended for that. It's intended to burn men. Amen. Because it's God's wrath on mankind. It's not God's wrath on the planet. The wrath is going to be caused through the, the planet. But the, it's God's wrath on mankind. So men are going to be scorched. They're going to be charred from the extreme heat. This is the wrath of God upon men and he's wanting them to do something. What's he wanting them to do? Repent. repent. It's always been the call of God. Repent. Repent. It was the Old Testament. Repent. It was the New Testament. Repent. Jesus Christ himself except you repent you will all likewise perish. It's not going to change in that day. If they don't repent they will perish. Amen. But yet he gives them that opportunity to, that he wants them to repent and, and now, and during this time, Antichrist is known. And they're, they're already yielding to Antichrist. We can't tell from the, the revelation what order everything is in. I wouldn't even try to dare to attempt to put this stuff in order. I just know this. What we read will happen. Yeah. I may not know the when. And, and the scripture very rarely in, in Revelation gives us a geographical location. It don't tell us how many people's involved always. Sometimes it does. Most time it just it's a it's a world of phenomenon that goes on. Instead of repenting, though, what do they do? They blaspheme God. Now it, it, it's it's amazing to me. All through Revelation, we find that men curse God. We find that men blaspheme God. And what's so ironic about that? They're 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 cursing and blaspheming somebody they don't even believe in. Now, how, how stupid is that? Is that stupid or what? Yeah. And so they're going to blame, they're going to curse everything in the world, even God that they don't believe in, but at the same time, they won't repent. And here's what they're going to do, because this is what woke us does to people. That's my new word. <laughs> this world has is, is, is got the worst pestilence, the worst disease of all time. It's called woke us. Amen. And it's beyond any logical thinking. It's no logic thinking whatsoever. Y'all know we're getting recorded here. They need to hear the truth because it's going to set them free. And if they don't get a, you know, we got a pill to take for that. We do. It's called the pill. They need a prescription with repentance written on the side of it. And they need to take them some of that. They need to get on their knees and apologize to God for what they've been telling us to believe. And what they've been saying is okay to do. They need to get on their knees and repent and they can be healed from wokeism. Mm -hmm. yep. And they need to receive Jesus Christ so they can have salvation to replace it with. Amen. That's what God is trying to get people to do even in this late time. He's still trying to get people to repent. You say, Brother Gary, how do you know that? Because the scripture says, it makes this statement, and they repented not. That was his objective for this. He wanted this fire to burn them. He wanted them to call on his name. Instead of curse, uh, call on him, they <laughs> blasphemed him. Amen. And it's amazing to me that, that this can go on even in this time. They would not. They would not. You know, we see today, and we know today our world needs Jesus Christ like they've never needed it before. Yes. You see pockets of revival. You see pockets of resistance to the woke ideas, ideologies. You know, I was telling y'all, I think last week, uh, where Pope Francis has said they're going to start blessing the, 
the uh, same-sex couples. For real? Yeah. For real? They're going to start laying blessings on the, the Pope. And when he proclaimed it, he proclaimed it December the 17th of 2023. That's when he proclaimed it. And the man that was responsible for carrying out his proclamation writing it down refused to do it because he said it's abomination to God. And guess what? He fired him and put somebody in this place that would do it. Now, when you see something like that happening, you know things are getting pretty bad. Amen. And you know what? It's not something that's highly publicized. Amen? You have to look to find this. It don't just, you'd have thought it had been broadcast on all the major news stations. No. They don't want to stir up people who aren't woke to ideas like this. And yet we see one of the major religions in the world, denominational Protestant religion, do this. And that's the second one that's happened. The first one happened to the Methodist Church. God help them. And how many more is it going to happen to? How much more division is going to come? How much more is going to be spoken until people say, you know what? God's okay with everything I do. There is no sin. I can't sin. There is none. And that's what they're doing. They're making everything evil and abominable to God okay. Men cannot do that because they do not have the power to change and reverse the word of God. Amen. Yes, sir. Can the Pope really bless somebody or is that an empty blessing? That ain't going to be a blessing, I can tell you that. It's going to be a demonic blessing. It's going to be a satanic blessing. It's going to be, it's going to be really bad. But he's calling on all of his parishioners around the world when they bless people to bless these couples. Amen. For what? For what purpose? Only he knows. It's, it's not God's purpose. You know that. You cannot bless sin. Sin is an unblessable thing. That's giving people false security thinking it, that since they've been blessed, it's okay. It, yeah, it's false security. It's all it is, you know. And, and it's just like Telling somebody, you know, go ahead and live the way you want to and leave me a couple of million and I'll pray you out of purgatory. <laughs> really? All they're going to do is lose a couple of million dollars. Because you ain't going nowhere once you die and get there. Amen? It ain't, ain't going to change your destination. Your destination was written in stone the day you drew your last breath. And we need to all know that. What we do while we're breathing does make a difference. What we say while we're breathing does make a difference. What we, our actions make a difference. Yeah, because they're not, they're not trying to change us. It's generational. No. They're no. after me. I'm not going to change my mind. Uh -uh. They're after my grandkids. That's right. They're after our children and our grandchildren. And I've That's who they're after. I've compromised from my grandparents to a degree, mm -hmm. and they're compromised and compromised until it's. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I love beauty shop news. And there's there there some Christian ladies that come to Anita's shop, and one of them was telling her the uh, other day when she came there, she said, me and my husband was, I guess they had the grandbaby there with them, or was they watching cartoons? Okay, her and her husband, and Granny and Grandpa, was watching cartoons. Don't lie, you do it too, y'all. I love it. <laughs> but listen, listen, let me make my point. They were watching a cartoon, and a stork had a baby and was delivering a baby. It was delivering a baby chicken. And when it flew into the chicken yard and landed, guess who it gave the baby to? Roosters. To roosters. <laughs> gave the baby to two roosters and old grandpa said did you see that and she said what that store gave a baby to two roosters and he rewound it so they watched it together and sure enough that's what it was now what's that doing that's telling children little children and you say, well, they're not getting that. Don't ever think they don't saturate, soak things up like a sponge. It's okay. It was on the cartoon. Two roosters can have a baby. 
The stork will bring it. That's it. And it starts that early. Imagine what church is going to be like when Ray was an adult or when Thomas was an adult. It's no telling. But if you disagree with it, you're a hater. That's right. If you say anything about it, you're a hater. You're, you're full of evil. You're evil. And so we ought to be very alarmed about these things. Used to, excuse me, used to. You on Saturday morning, you can put your kids in front of that thing and say, watch these cartoons. You don't have to worry about it. You might have to worry about Tom and Jerry beating one another up. Well, my kids don't, my grandkids don't watch Tom and Jerry. You ought to see them when they're together. They beat one another up anyway. <laughs> we saw it today. Amen. It <laughs> looks like, yeah, like World Wrestling Federation in our house <laughs> when they're there. We finally put them outside and went out there and stomped ink mounds. <laughs> anyway, but you, you know, used to you could put them in, and they wouldn't learn filth like that, but not anymore. Well, even commercials are filth. Everything's full of filth anymore. And it teaches this woke idea, ideology, that this is okay. This is good. You know, when they went to talking about back in 2020, uh, after 2020 and 2021, they went to talking about this new normal. We didn't think much about it, though, and it's stupid. I wanted it to go back like it was. But that's not what they were referring to. This new normal was a change of ideals. Ideals. A change from, from anything sane to the woke ideas. And they're all... Years though, my, my mother-in-law hopes she never watches this. <laughs> but look, look at the Tormal Elvis Presley brought on, mm -hmm. and we laughed about it, right? The old people, oh, look at him, that's terrible. And we laughed. That ain't even terrible, but we, we compromised. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then in my day, some guy was biting bats' heads off, you know, and everybody was gathering up around him and dressing in all this makeup and big high heels, and you know, I've seen all of that. Yeah. And we compromised and we compromised. And yeah, now, we have. And we continue to do that. Yeah. Now we have men coming out full-blown dresses. And yes. Yeah. And, and so we have to understand that these things that are going on are made to deceive us. But not like Troy said, they're not trying to deceive 50-year-olds. They want to deceive 2-year-olds, 3-year-olds. 15-year-olds, 20-year-olds, because they know we're going to die out soon. And they're going to be the next ones that vote, and they're going to be the next ones that run things. And they want to change their ideals now and turn them in to what God don't want them to be. That's why it's so important that we have our children in church. It's why it's so important that you bring them your children, your every chance you get, drag them in here. Well, actually, what we need to do, we need to get a van and start loading them up and bringing them ourselves, I guess. They need church. They need to hear truth. They need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to know that what they're hearing and seeing in our schools a lot of times is plain old poppycock. That's a word. It's rubbish. It's dung. It's, it's, it's ludicrous to even try to convince somebody, but you know what? They're, they're, they're tender and they're young plants. You know, you can take a little, you know the bonsai tree. You know, they start with that tree when it's a little bitty and they start clipping on it. And they form it and shape it and make it look what they want it to look like. And wokeism is doing that to our children even now. And if we're not careful, we will allow that to happen most people don't even know what their kids know anymore. Amen. Yeah. And I'm fixing to get in trouble, I know. You see them walking around like this. Little kids. Two and three. Like that, yeah. Some of them younger than that. Yeah, hey, I had to get a mama from here. Sunday before last, don't get iPads at the first living school room. And then I had to bring her back in there because they turned into zombies when me and Miss Donna <laughs> took it away from me. They didn't even want to participate. It's time for us to yeah. wake up. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, in this church, we mentioned it the other night. It's kind of, I put a lot of thought about it. I love this little church, but if we're not careful, this is a one-generation church. It is. It is. It is. It is. And it's spooky because we don't have any youth. We don't even have, have Brandy Carey. Our youth disappeared. They grew up, and, but there was none to take their place. I read a saying the other day. It said the one thing that a child can't operate, it's not a laptop, it's not a phone, it's a parent. So we need to parent up between the parents and say, don't give them to No, this is church. On Sundays we go to church. You know, and... Like Gary said, you have to drag them, drag them. We don't even turn our TV on on Sunday morning. It don't even come on. Amen. We don't, I mean, I'll put some praise and worship on my phone so Ray can hear it. She's in there dancing and singing deep and wide while we're getting ready. But if I turn that TV on and Coco Melon or something stupid like that comes on, yeah. turning it off, she's like a little demon trying to get her out of the house. So it don't come on. And I know we're talking to some church people right now. I'm talking to my own kid. I see it. But what do you do to stop it? You take it away from them. When they cry, put them out in the yard and say, go pick up sticks or something. Well, where most of us are <coughs> generation up from there. We can't control our grandbabies like that. <laughs> no, we can't do that to them, can we? I saw something the other day and I said, I don't know if I was abused or these kids this day and age are just soft. <laughs> They're soft. They're soft. How many of you were raised in the age where if you went in as a little boy or a little girl and you went into your parents' house and they were talking to someone else and you opened your mouth? That's the only time you opened it. Seen and not heard. They let you get one word out and it was, get out of here. Now? <laughs> Her problem is she never quit doing that. <laughs> now, we listen to the kids. Yeah, that's right. I tell the parents what to do. Yeah. Not only that, but if you're on the telephone, talking to them, they'll say, hold on a minute, and talk with that child. Mm -hmm. Now, good, right, or wrong, I don't know. But just the other day, I believe it was Friday, I need to kill this lady. <laughs> She's walking behind me. I looked the right mirror, looked the left mirror, looked behind me and over my shoulder. I ain't seen that woman yet. She's walking behind me, just straight at me. I'm backing up. And she got that phone down like that. After I finally saw her, Lydia, my wife told me, she said, stop! And I'm in the middle of the street. Now I'm backing up. Now, I'm wrong because I'm backing up in the middle of the street, but I nearly killed that woman. Mm -hmm. If I'd have hit her, because I saw a car way down there, well, I'm gonna beat that car. So I gave it gas backing up. <laughs> and I missed, I, I missed, it ain't feet I missed that woman, it's inches. <coughs> and she finally, I guess, felt the wind and she looked up at me. And my wife looked over at her and said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I said, sorry? What's she doing walking in the middle of the street? <laughs> I'm driving in the middle of the street. <laughs> Five she wasn't Two wrongs nearly got that woman killed. You know, the key to all this is, is that the means that you are used to deceive. That's what we're talking about. It, we're being deceived, and the means of it is things just like that. It's sly. It's subtle. It used to be. Now it ain't. Now it's just a tidal wave of evil. Take it or leave it. And if you don't take it, it'll water, it'll drown you in the middle of it. That's what you're seeing in our world today. It's coming in like a tidal wave. When when evil reared its ugly head and began to mount up as gigantic waves, it, it, it could just go so high that it had to fall. And we see that falling in our world today. Brother Gary, I got to speak up. Um, not that I ever do, John knows how quiet I am in Sunday school. <laughs> but you know what? As Christians, we need to redefine who we're going to support and how. And like the very day Hallmark put out the um, statement that they were going to start showing homosexual movies, 
I discontinued Hallmark. I've never watched them since yep. because I'm not going to support them. Target starts carrying, you know, all this line of baby clothes and children's clothes that you can be whatever gender you want to be. And Christians everywhere signed to stuff online that they will no longer go to Target. You know, we got to be careful who we're supporting because we're subconsciously supporting the wrong thing. I would rather do without what Target sells so that I'm not contributing. They don't need my money. I had to been Target. The minute the government said that they're recognized same-sex marriages and put them in that category, me and you, if you pay taxes at all, are supporting without our consent. Yeah. It's a yeah, the way it is. Yeah. You have a choice. Oh. things like this. We, we do have some choices, and we need to stand up for what we believe is right. Yeah. Well. Not look for you know. Yeah. Paul Paul wrote in Second Thessalonians chapter two verse three, "Let no man deceive you." And these are tools, and the way you kept, keep from being deceived is take the tools away from the deceiver. Mm -hmm. Take the platform away from them. Take the stage away from them. Right. Let them be talking to a room instead of a world right. that way. And that's, why, that's where, where I was going with this, that, that we are so wrapped up in that. And, and the thing about it is, most of us don't even know what our kids are looking at on those things. Right. <laughs> we don't. Don't have a clue what they're looking at. And they look at what they want to. And y'all, there's everything in the world on there. And so, now how did we got that from the sun burning up people? <laughs> it's good though. Let me tell you what, we're, we're, we're being deceived right now. And these things, like global warming, you can just dismiss that. Just, just forget it. And I don't care what kind of hate mail we get from me saying it. I don't care. The global warming ain't going to have time to destroy this world because God's going to do it before that. Amen. In the last verse is the reason why. That's right. Because they won't repent. Because they won't call on His name. They won't believe on Him. And, and we see today that the, the, the church is not only being attacked, it's being converted to wokeism. Yes, sir. If any of you haven't ever heard it, you need to listen to the Paul Harvey yes. field, If I Were the Devil. Yep. Yes. Because yeah. everything that is happening, that he, <laughs> he yeah, prophesied, didn't right he? Right to the teeth. Yeah, he made a prophecy for sure. He didn't know it when he did it, but he did. All right. So the, the sun is going to have this power, and, and it's going it's to scorch men. They're going to blaspheme the name of God, which have power over these plagues. In other words, God can stop these plagues, like the burning of the sun that burns their flesh, but they got to repent for him to stop it. Reminds me of Pharaoh, you know. Yeah, Pharaoh did the same thing, didn't he? Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. His heart was hard. Yeah, Moses, tell the Lord, I'll stop this stuff, and the Lord would lift it, and he'd just do something worse. And so that's kind of what we're looking at in the world today. But you know what? At some point, God said, enough. But God hardened Pharaoh's heart. He did. Yeah, he did. He, right he hardened Pharaoh's heart to show us what's coming. That, that's the same thing here. Yeah. These people's hearts are hardened and they're ignorant. Now, the worst thing you can say to a woke person is you're ignorant. <laughs> they take exception to that because they really think they're smart, but they're not. They're very ignorant. When it comes to the way, they don't know anything about the ways of God. And, and you know what? The thing about it is, and name calling, that ain't going to help none. The thing about it is, the Bible tells us that the gospel is foolishness to people who don't believe it. We can't use that for an excuse to quit telling truth, but they're not going to believe the word of God. They're just going to call you name. And they don't even know why, what they're doing. They have no idea what they're doing. Okay, let's move on to the fifth pile. Let's move on. Somebody read for me verses 10 and 11, please. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast. And, it, and his kingdom was full of darkness. They gnawed their tongues 
from afar pain. And blasphemy the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repenting not of their deeds. Okay, so the fifth vial is poured out. And where is it poured out? Where, where does it pour? See, does that mean it's riches? No. It means where he's ruling. Where he's ruling. The place that he's ruling, where all of his cabinet is, where all of his followers are, where all of his leaders are that follow him and to carry out his work, is going to hit them. This vial is for them. This is reminiscent of what you said about Pharaoh a while ago. These things that were poured out on the Egyptians in, in, uh, in the Exodus was poured out in Pharaoh's house also. Amen? And so the Lord's given him a taste of the, of the wrath of God and it's coming out on, on his seat. And, and I mean, it's not his, 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 his cabinet and where he is, the city that he's in, the area that he's in. And, it, and it's, it's amazing to me that because the, the Antichrist the false prophet and the Antichrist are able to do miracles. Well, listen to me. Their miracles are phony. And they can't override the miracles of God. Amen? You remember in the days of Pharaoh when Moses threw down his rod and turned into a serpent? And the magicians threw down their rod and turned into a serpent. And Moses' serpent ate theirs. And, and so this is going to happen in the, in the kingdom of the beast. It's going to be full of darkness. Now I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been in a place that was total darkness? Yes. I mean completely without the absence of light. Yes. How did it make you feel? Scary, scary. Um, scary feeling. I feel it. It's, it's, it's an eerie feeling to be in the absence of light. It's an eerie feeling to be in such darkness that you can't see anything. And the Bible says that they had a reaction to it. Look at what it did. They gnawed their tongues. Yeah, they, they gnawed their tongues for pain. He put them in total, total darkness. Evil, you know, although evil is darkness, because the Lord is the light. Hell is going to be absence of light. It's going to be absence of God. It's going to be absence of love. It's going to be absence of grace. It's going to be absence of mercy. Absence of healing. There will be nothing in hell that will give relief from anything. On the other hand, heaven is going to be a place where there's a total release from all that that's in heaven. There'll be no suffering. There'll be no pain. There'll be no sickness. There'll be no death. There'll be nothing hurt there. There'll be no division. Think about that. Heaven is opposite from hell. Everything that's absent in heaven is in hell. And so this is what the Lord is showing them. And He's showing them this, this darkness and it gnawed, they gnawed their tongues uh, for, for pain. And what did they do? They blasphemed God. They bl now, Antichrist, who is he? He's Satan in the flesh, like Jesus was God in the flesh. He's, he's from the dragon, the Satan. And, and Satan has, has entered into this man like Jesus had God in him. And, we, and yet he's still a man. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he is, he's a copycat of, God, of Jesus. It's who he is. And he has come to proclaim himself as the Christ instead of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus could do things. You remember when Jesus walked the earth, nobody could lay a hand on him. <laughs> they tried. Mm -hmm. They couldn't touch him. Why he gave us a reason. He said, it's not my time. It's not my time. One time they went to get a hold of him and he just turned and walked through the crowd. They couldn't even see him. He just walked away from him. It wasn't his time. 
Antichrist don't have a clue when this time's coming. He don't have a clue about things like that. But the wrath of God is not only on the people that follow him, it's on him also. He's going to be suffering with them and he has no antidote for the suffering that he's ex experiencing. So what does he do? He takes another swipe at the Father of God. And he blasphemes and he curses God. Think about that. And you'd think by this time these folks that are following him that think he is God would figure out, you know, if he was God, why don't he stop some of this stuff? But see, wokeism don't think that way. They don't think that. They believe it until they fall over dead. That they're right and they ain't going to change. They must have an inkling of the time because when Jesus cast the devils out, they said, the legion said, it's not our time. Don't put us in hell. It's not our time. Mm -hmm. they, gotta, they know the prophecies like better than us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd think the beast would already know that he ain't going to make it. But there's something in him that makes him think he can overcome God. That's what got him kicked out of heaven. Yeah. He's woke. <laughs> you know, he is so overcome by wanting to be God. He wants to be God. But he's not. He can't be. All he can be is a liar, a thief, and a murderer. He is a resemblance of his father, the devil. And that's what Satan was. So he doesn't do anything for mankind except get them killed. Bring the wrath of God on as many as you can. It's opposite of what we're supposed to be doing as a follower of Jesus Christ and bring as many people to Christ as we can the Antichrist is going to take as many people away from Christ as he can and have them destroyed. And he thinks that's his power. Amen? He thinks that's his power that, that he has. And so when this file falls on his seat, the Antichrist and the false prophet and all the kings of the earth that follow him, all his mighty leaders are cast into darkness. Not just darkness, but an eerie, eerie, eerie darkness. And so... We find that they've had fire on them. They've had sores placed upon them. They could hardly breathe. Starvation is widespread. And now there is this thick darkness with bitter cold. You know, darkness comes cold. The absence of the sun is cold. And yet in their pain and their sores, they blaspheme the God of heaven and did not repent of their evil deeds. And, and water, uh, you know, turned to blood. Sir? And the water's blood? The water turned into blood. That's right. The ocean was like the blood of a dead man. There was no oxygen in the water. There was no circulation of the water. And every, all the living souls in the sea has died. Think about that. This has happened during all this time frame. And, and people standing this, around gnawing on their tongue. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're chewing on their tongue. They don't know what to do. And it's simple. They, 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 they refuse to do what God has told them to do. Yes, sir. It's funny you talk about the circulation because just this week they announced that they believe the Atlantic current is starting to shut down. Uh -huh. I saw that. And you know what they're saying? Now this is the, this is yeah. the, the hypocrisy of, of, of global warming. The oceans are, remember what they started? The oceans are supposed to flood all the cities and, and coastal cities. Well now they're saying the Atlantic Ocean has reached its peak of life for an ocean, and it's fixing to diminish. <laughs> now, now my question is, which is it? <laughs> which is it? I mean, it just don't make sense. And the thing about it is, if the Atlantic Ocean starts to dry, of course they said it'd take millions of years, and that was a short time for ocean life. But do you not know all the oceans and the seas are Connected? Did y'all know that? They're not disconnected, they're connected. We call them different things as we move around the globe. They're called this, or, you know, we go from the Atlantic Ocean to the Caribbean. Yeah, the Caribbean Sea. Go, go from Mexico, going around South America, and all of a sudden, whoop, we hit the Pacific. 
That's not a, there's not a dividing line that says, you don't go along there in the boat and say you're not leaving the Atlantic Ocean and entering the Pacific Ocean. You know why? It's a body of water. It goes, it's everywhere. So how can one diminish without the others beginning to diminish? Because the currents go through all of them. So think about these things. What, what these people are trying to convince you to believe that is complete nonsense. You ever been around anybody that was so sure that they was right <coughs> that they could not be convinced and you knew absolutely that they were definitely wrong? Amen. That's a good description. <laughs> it is. It is a good description. It's called uh, deceit. Sorry? It's called deceit. The deceitfulness of sin where it originated in Satan is his worst enemy because it's kind of like the cliche, you can't fix stupid. He knows the end, but he's so stupid he can't help itself. And that came along before woke too. <coughs> which woke is stupid and you can't fix it. There's no sense in getting riled up about it. You know, it, it, that's the truth. But uh, that, And that's our problem too. Deceiving yourself is the worst lie you can be told. Right. You know, because if you convince yourself that good is evil or evil is good or right is wrong or wrong is right and you're convinced of that you know, you're not going to get that by God. You can fool yourself and other people. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. It is. And it all stems from the Father of lies. And I believe that's why Jesus hates lies so much. When we get over 20 and 21 in Revelation, he points it out twice as Jesus talking about liars. And it's almost like if you're reading it, you get the sense of, wait a minute, he's taking this from the normal list of things that's going to send you to hell. He's isolating them, talking about them alone. Kind of like the Corinthians when Paul says, every sin is, every sin is spiritual sin except fornication. It's sin against the body. There's something unique about that that he pointed out. And I believe it's because he hates lies so bad because he knows how destructive it is yeah. to his whole creation. Not only us, but his whole creation, the whole earth and everything. Yeah. So he's, he's going to deal with that, I think, in a unique way. Well, if you look back in Jesus' teaching, the warning he gave to the people he was teaching, which were his apostles and his followers, was that they, they would be deceived. And he told them, don't be deceived. Be not deceived. Now, how do you keep from being deceived? Know the truth. Know the truth. You have to know the Word of God. You have to know the absolute Word of God. And you have to believe that the Word of God is absolute truth. Amen. Now what do you got a movement on now? That all oh, this was written thousand years ago. Don't fly to our generation. We're different. We're smarter than they were. <laughs> no, we're godless. It's what we are. And they weren't. <clears throat> And you, if you have to believe the, the Word and take it at His Word as truth and believe that it is was a, an application then, it's an application now, and when we get to heaven, it's still going to be an application. Because the Bible says it's eternal. The Word of God is eternal. It's not going to perish with this world. It's going with us. And it's forever settled, according to Christ, in heaven. There ain't going to be a rewriting of it. There's not going to be a redefinition of it. The things that it says is wrong are going to stay wrong for eternity. And the ones that things it says right is going to be right. And that's what we got to know. We got to know what thus says the Word of God. And we got to stand on that. Can we misinterpret it? Absolutely we can. We can make it say what it doesn't say. People do that all the time. But to completely deny its existence it's where it's headed. That's what he's going to do. He's going to deny the existence of the Word of God. It will be of no avail in his kingdom. And he's going to kill those who believe it. He's going to destroy it. So we're looking at a, a people here that are void of truth completely and under the guise of a great deceiver, the greatest deceiver of all time, that will convince them that he's worthy of worship. And they're going to worship him. If they don't, he's going to kill them. 
We've already seen that in the scripture. That he's going to kill them. They're going to make a statue to him. You'll bow down to that or they'll kill you. Now think about that. So these people are completely brainwashed. They're completely void of truth. They don't. They they can't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the ones that do are going to pay for it with their lives, or they're going to hide doing it. And I believe there's going to be some that are doing that, but that's what they're going to have to do. So we live in a time where we don't have to do that yet, but we can see the beginning of that taking place in our own society today. We see the beginning of it, and just like what we're talking about on Wednesday night. The one world stuff is called globalization. What we're reading and studying tonight about the taker over the world through, through deceit is called wokeism. <coughs> it's the beginning of both of them. So don't fall for it. I don't care what they say. I don't care what the books say. I don't care what the laws say. I don't care what the news says. You know it when it's wrong. And we hear a lot of it is wrong. So we need to be in the Word. Study the Word. Know the Word. Know when we're being deceived. Know when they're lying. But more importantly, we need to teach our children to not be deceived by this junk. And especially our little ones. Amen. Y'all, we better stop here. Got business meeting to do. What is going to be uh, the next Sunday? We're not going to have uh, this next Sunday. Uh, be the, uh, the third one. Be the third. That's right off the top. March third. Third Sunday. It'll be men's supper is on second. I mean, men's breakfast on second. Well, okay, that'll be Sunday night, the third and the third. All right, that'll be the next time we're starting verse twelve. We didn't get very far tonight. So, any questions or comments? Thank you for telling us last Sunday night about when they use, and we use the they as the woke. <laughs> uh, we use the word global. Yeah. The Globalization. Sec uh, Secretary of Transportation, if you'll listen to what he has to say. Of course, I always turn it, but I didn't have the control at this time. And he used that word. Yeah, globalization. You hear it? You're talking about yeah, trans trans transportation. Uh huh. Yeah. Global transportation. Yeah. Global is the new creed of the woke generation. And I, I haven't <coughs> never heard them until you brought that to my mind. You know, they've probably been saying it, but it's just gone in one out and the other, <coughs> and I never noticed it. But when you said what you said, I took notice of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Okay. I said, "Well, my goodness." The preacher said that they're going to start using that term and look for that more. And that's what I said to the person that had the control. Yeah, and you're going to see it more and more and more. As the one world order takes place, it's going to come through globalization. That's the word they're going to They're not going to tell you it's the one world. You know why they won't use that term? Because Christians have been using it for hundreds of years and they know it and they don't want to alarm us by using that, that terminology. So they call it globalization. It sounds milder, smoother, and we're kind of used to hearing it. It's the same thing. You know, I don't want to get off in left field, but I, I watched this documentary a while back, and it was a man who was an evil guy. He, he had like 10 life sentences. That was a true, true thing. It's a documentary. And he had killed a thug caller or something. And so they drag him into court with all these handcuffs and stuff on him. The judge gave him another life sentence and he just laughed about it because he's pretty much doomed anyway. I personally don't think, I think the devil knows he's not going to win. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think he knows the Bible better than most of us. Yeah. He's aware of it and he knows he ain't going to win, but he wants to take as many as us as he can. Yeah. I don't think he thinks he's going to set up a kingdom. I, Troy, I don't believe that. I, I think he. He knows the scripture so well. He knows he's going to lose. He's condemned, and he wants to take everybody he can. Yeah, that's for free because may not be right. Well, the thing we do know about him, he's not all powerful, all knowing. He's not omnipresent. He can't be in more places at one time. So we we do know that about him. He ain't God. So he has to use people to do it, and he uses deception to convince them that he's right. 
when he says he's wanting to take as many with him as he can, the sad part is, and you just said who he'll use, is that Satan is using so many ministers. Yes. TV preachers, left and right. And people will just sit there and tune in and listen and fall for everything they're saying. But if you don't back it up with what's in the Word, these preachers are deceiving so many people. Yep. You know, there's no conviction being preached or taught anymore. That you know, and we just have to love everybody. And now you've got all these ordained homosexuals in several different, you know, denominations and things. But we got to quit listening blindly, and we got to teach kids: don't believe everything you hear. I don't care if it is from a pulpit. You make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Yeah. Absolutely, Brother Jerry. Y'all talk about globalism being a softer word. You know, back in the twenties, they tried to push communism <coughs> on, uh, on America, and it was and it was pretty bad. And so then they went to socialism, mm -hmm. so it didn't sound as bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So that got bad. So now they call it progressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they went from racism to segregation. Well, they even told us in the last presidential uh, election that. We, uh, you've never tried our type of socialism. They admitted they were socialists, but we didn't know their type. Now we do. Yeah. Ain't it great? Yeah. <laughs> y'all stand, please. We gotta, we gotta dismiss. We gotta have a business meeting. Thank y'all for being here tonight. If you'd like to stay for our business meeting, we'll start our business meeting just uh, right after the service. If we, uh, you want to stay, you be our guest to stay. If not, uh, you'll be dismissed after after our prayer. Uh, Brother Gene, would you declare a dismissal prayer, please? Come with gracious heaven, Father Lord, as I come before you, throne of grace, I come praying for forgiveness of my sins and what I failed you, that you stand nothing between you and I that you hear this prayer. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for Brother Gary. I thank you for each member that takes a stand for you and stand for what's right according to your word. I pray that your people around the world from your churches, Lord, would do the same thing, would take a stand and let people know that these idiocracies that they're trying to shove down our throats is just not right. And I pray that the right would be taught them, right from your word, right from your uh, ministers that you've called. And Lord, I pray that you'd keep us all in uh accordance with that lord that if we if we try to stray or get out lord i pray that you just just nudge us right back in and let us know that that's not what <coughs> i pray for those that are traveling that you give them traveling grace home i pray for each and every one here this night lord that you take us to our home safely and and we'd be careful to give you the praise the honor and the glory for us in jesus name i pray amen, amen. amen.